0: Okay, Sky Clark, a five-star committing to Illinois last week. The latest bit of positive news for Brad Underwood's program. What's going so right, Scott Ritchie?
1: Part of it's the staff that he had to rebuild on the fly a year ago and has certainly reaped the rewards since. Part of it's Illinois keeps winning, and that makes a difference. Good players want to play on good teams.
0: All right, we've got plenty of good news to share in this week's podcast Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone, and I, I say morning because it's almost noon. We're a little late today, but thankfully, Scott Ritchie showed up anyway.
1: Yeah, I, you know always here on a Monday, ready to talk about Illinois basketball.
0: Ah, uh, and just when you think there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> you're, Never. You're right. Well, we've warned you, April is the maybe the greatest month ever nah. for college basketball beat writers because that's when all the action happens, and we're not disappointing this month, are we, Scotty?
1: No, I mean, there's lots of action. I don't know if it's my favorite month, necessarily. At some point, I think I'd like March to maybe be my favorite month, but we're not quite there yet.
0: Oh, you're there next year. That's what I was thinking this weekend. Okay. Scott Ritchie.
1: But Dead. April, and it's only April 11th. April's been pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Is Illinois. the
0: LSU kid coming today,
1: by the way? Uh, Brandon Murray is deciding tonight, Okay, I guess, between Illinois, Tennessee, and Georgetown. What do you hear? Um... I mean, Illinois is really interested, and in, like he man, he did manage to get like squeeze in a visit to everybody. He was okay. in Champaign, um last night, I believe, or yesterday and last night. Um, Illinois is interested, and even though I mean they've added another high school guard, they're still you know, looking to boost the backcourt. The guy's got some experience; he doesn't have a ton because he literally just played his freshman year at LSU, but. He had 30-some games in the SEC. Well, 30 games for an SEC program. And uh, if you look at him, 6'5", 215, he's the bigger guard that Illinois uh, ran up against often over the last few years and didn't maybe have an answer for all the time. Now they're trying to get that guy.
0: I'm Jim Ross, Vice President of News, uh, Illinois basketball beat writer when they advanced deep in the NCAA tournament. That's about the only thing I can hold over Scott Ritchie's head these days after uh, the, his coverage of back-to-back Big Ten champs, if you will.
1: Yeah, you still got the Elite Eight. Yep, I, uh, uh,
0: I do, but that will end next year. I'm confident of it as Illinois retools its roster.
1: Okay. Um, maybe.
0: No, I'm saying, yes, it will happen. Do you think at some point, Scott, that the Coach Underwood gathered the assistants and recruiting folks and said, hey, we have to get bigger in the backcourt, how do we do this? Who do we target?
1: And it's happening. Yeah, I mean that was, I think, definitely a conversation that, that happened. Uh, Illinois played three small guards often together, and if not three, then two together all the time, for several years. You know, I'll assume it was a bigger guard uh, that worked out pretty well for them, but they didn't ha- like he was it. And when he was gone, they didn't have that that kind of player and. It worked in the Big Ten. Yeah, but... And that's that's great. They won Big Ten Tournament title, Big Ten regular season title with, um, this year without it. But you look at the Houston game, and like, that's all Houston had was bigger physical guards, and that was a problem. And I think that just maybe sort of reinforced the idea of like, okay, maybe we need somebody that size, so... Maybe they get Brandon Murray, um, Georgetown, for as awful of a season as they had this past year, including like not winning a Big East game, a threat to get Brandon Murray because they hired Josh Nickelberry, the assistant coach from LSU, that got him to Baton Rouge. So there's a connection there. Um, but Illinois has not quite the same thing, but Chester Frazier recruited Murray when he was at Virginia Tech. They're both Baltimore guys, so there's... There's that going for Illinois. So we'll see. But you know, Tan Shannon, also still out there. You know, A bigger guard, 6'6, 215, 220. Um, and Illinois, I've been told, is like basically it's Illinois, Kentucky, or Michigan for Tan Sh- Shannon right now. So there's options. And if they don't get any of them, like they got a commif- commitment from Sky Clark. And he's not super tall, but you know, he's an incoming freshman, 6'3, 200 pounds. A little more physical. Jaden Epps isn't tall, but he's a little more physical. So they've got they're working on it. It's a work in progress, but they're definitely still interested in you know a guy like Brandon Murray.
0: All right, that's Scott Rich. You can read something from him online only every morning, six AM. Alani uh dot com. Good morning, Alani Nation. Today you brought up a familiar name, Bryce Hopkins.
1: Yeah, he's in the, the portal after uh one season at Kentucky. he I mean, he played. It's not like he didn't play at all, but it was not even like seven minutes per game. He was behind Keon Brooks, Jacob Toppin in the rotation. And uh, basically, I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's like if you're not like a legit five star, one and done type guy at Kentucky, especially now when like they've started hitting the portal for veterans, like if you're a, you, I mean, Bryce Happens is like a top. 35 recruit in the 2021 class can't get on the court at kentucky so he has no shortage of suitors illinois is reportedly you know interested again i don't know that he would rank as high on the priority list as a brandon murray or taron shannon because i mean illinois has you know coleman hawkins at the four i think you can play ty rogers at the four you can play rj melendez at the four and you know, maybe a small ball lineup, same with Luke Goody. So, I mean, they're they're interested, but I think Bryce Hopkins wants to play. I mean, that's the whole point of transferring, I would imagine, and wants a bigger role. And I don't know that he'd get that at Illinois, but, you know, kick the tires at least and, you know, just kind of see what's there. And, I mean, he was really good in high school at Fenwick. I mean, he was news of that All-Stater and put up big numbers and committed to Louisville initially, flipped to Kentucky. I mean – that's obviously considered a, a fairly legit guy, but just didn't get a chance to prove any much of anything. What kind of
0: tires did you have on your pickup uh, in Eureka?
1: I never drove a truck. Really? No. Right. Uh, my first car was a '95 Buick Saber. Hmm.
0: Not a Pinto. I, I, I look at you as a Pinto guy or a pickup guy.
1: No. I was. I'm like I don't know if a Pinto would have the the headroom necessary for me. Uh the Buick was it wasn't quite the boat that my friend who drove a uh, like a 73 Buick. Okay. Uh and like had to back into his parking space because otherwise he'd stick out halfway into the into the the aisle, but uh it's new respect got the job done.
0: New respect for Scott Ritchie. Um I've been telling you since the season ended that Kofi's coming back. And uh reading your excellent outstanding work in Sunday's print editions of the News Gazette, your ode to Kofi and the Illini Guardians and the NIL options uh, backs me up. Kofi's coming back. That's what I read when I read your story.
1: Now, I'll just clarify that at no point of the story did I say Kofi's coming back because I'd be putting words in his mouth and words he hasn't spoken yet. Um, But if you look at all of his options, that might be the best one. From a basketball standpoint, Maybe not necessarily, because what else does he have to prove in college basketball, other than maybe more team success, maybe winning a National Player of the Year honor, because uh, otherwise he's pretty much done at all. Although, if he does come back, he'll probably finish as Illinois' all-time leading scorer and rebounder, which would be impressive, but his jersey's already going up in the, the Raptors anyway. From a financial standpoint, coming back might be, by far, the best option, because Say he does get drafted, and it's a long shot in the second round. Although, I mean, I could see a team kind of like Luca Garza just taking a flyer on a guy that had a great college career late. I mean, Luca was, what, number 55? 55th pick to the Pistons and has played some for the Pistons. But say he gets drafted, probably the best he can... I mean, the best he can hope for is obviously a a contract, and that would pay him about a... Just over a million dollars next year, but more likely he gets a two way deal, so that's half of the league minimum for rookies, so he's looking at you know just a little over five hundred thousand dollars. If he doesn't get a two way deal after deciding, you know, the NBA's his path winds up in the G League. Uh base salary in the G League this year was thirty seven thousand dollars. Don't know if it's going up or not for next season, but it's not going to go up much because it just it went up two thousand dollars from last season to this current season. Um, that's that's uh, not much. It's not what he's looking for. Um, Europe, I mean, you gotta think. You know, one there's a land war happening in Europe now. I don't anticipate that it's going to spread outside of the Ukraine, but I don't know. I'm not a psychic. It's there's there's some hesitancy I think. I've read and heard that you know from players like how much do you really want to go to Europe? Um the best leagues which Kofi would land in, I think. You know, Spain, France, uh, you know, Greece, Turkey. I mean Russia had one of the best leagues. I don't think anybody's going there. Um minimum salaries about sixty 000 to eighty thousand, uh up to, like, 250 for maybe some of the higher-profile players and the best guys in the league that have been around for a while that they make seven figures. At Illinois, with NIL, I think he can at least get what he'd make in the G League on a two-way contract, and maybe more. I don't know. I mean, there are people that are out there trying to put together a package deal to keep him in Champagne and... The Illinois Guardians are a part of that, and like they have some pretty, pretty high hopes for what they can accomplish. And like their main goal right now is, when like for the coming school year, to have a pool of six million dollars to divide among many Illinois athletes. But I think Kofi's at the top of that that pecking order. Who are
0: these mysterious members of the Illinois Guardians? It seems like a Kind of just a in the shadows group.
1: Well, I mean, they have like a website and they've talked publicly about it, so they're not so much in the shadows. And all of this used to be 100% illegal, but it's all above board now. Um, It's mostly just Illinois fans and supporters just from the community from Chicago that have banded together to form this group. And uh, their hope is like the rest of the Illinois fan base will be interested in contributing some some money to this cause and cuz the idea is like for any college program to remain successful like NIL is going to be a very big part of it i mean that's going to be how you get top level talent i mean there's other factors obviously you know between like ex- related to the sport they're playing but NIL's I mean, it's the reality now. It's a big deal. And this group is trying to position the program that they follow in you know, the best place possible to get players like Kofi Coburn and then when Elmore gets them, to keep players like Kofi Coburn. I
0: think Illinois is doing it right ever. That's what I got out of reading uh, your story. Uh, now available at newsgazette.com. Check it out. It's worth a read. Very good stuff. Uh, Manny Jackson, you talked to I noticed.
1: Yeah, and he had, you know, he said he was conflicted about the whole right. NIL thing. But you know, on one hand, it's not what he, his experience with college athletics was, or mm-hmm. what he saw college athletics be for decades. But he's also a businessman, and he knows how much money is involved in college sports, and he's he's kind of summed it up it's like, pay the players. I
0: I get an SI, SEC. Vibe out of how Illinois is approaching this, which is good. In that uh, you keep hearing about the the football powers down south and how they're using this NIL to their advantage.
1: Yeah, well, and like baseball is huge in the SEC, and right. they've have groups like the Guardians that are. And I think Texas A and M like had one company like just give everyone on the baseball team like a, a, signif- a fairly significant amount of money.
0: You can get paid for good grades now, I understand.
1: Yeah, that's an NCAA thing, and not every, like you don't, schools aren't f- like required to do that, but I think like 21 are, Yeah, providing providing, like it's just shy of like $5,000 if you're like an academic, I don't know what the qualifications are, but like good in school.
0: Scott Ritchie would have been a rich, rich man at Eureka High School. I understand you got one all your time. Yeah, uh,
1: dang, Chem two. How it, about that? It was a B plus, and I was like two or three points away from an A.
0: Where was the money back then? Is what I am asking. It's time to revisit Eureka High School, walk the hallways, and say, "Hey,
1: look what I become." Yeah, I don't. Th- I think there is only like a couple teachers there that were is <laughs> <laughs> still around? Yeah, when I was there. Um, well,
0: congratulations, Scott Rich. I did not know of your academic uh, background.
1: Yeah, there was that. I mean, it did lead to like scholarships in college, so that was it. Paid off, I suppose. Um, currently I'm still looking for some NIL opportunities of my own. Uh, if anyone out there, Casey's Casey's just found out the Casey's in Tolono is just five miles mm. from my apartment.
0: That's your, that'd be your Casey's. See, my, I have to go to my or Urbana.
1: Yeah. those are too far away.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Tolono, Tolono. is my Casey's. Okay.
1: I just, I hadn't even considered it. And then I realized there's a. Casey's in Tolono. So, uh, if you're out there, Casey's...
0: Offer up. Hit He's up. cheap. Ask.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not asking ask, for ask a lot. His,
0: ask his dates back in the day.
1: <laughs> mm, thank you.
0: <laughs> Scott Ritchie is really good at what he does here, though, and that's a uh, cover college basketball. Uh, Illinois, again, last week he had him finishing mysteriously second in the Big Ten next year. That's wrong. They're going to win. Okay. I'm telling you now, still what what has transpired this week uh, has me thinking along those same lines. There's yet to be a Big Ten team to make a move that Illinois has made to put themselves in position for next season. True or false, Scott Ritchie?
1: I mean, I think that's probably true just because not you. a lot of Big Ten teams have made any Thank you. substantial moves at all. Um, I mean, I had Michigan won, mm. and it's not so much Michigan making moves as, like, just the team returning, sort yeah. of intact, which I think is a possibility. Tell me about Sky Clark. I'm fired up. I Means currently the highest ranked recruit Illinois has landed since D Brown, and you know D played here, if you'll remember, two decades ago. Oh, I remember, buddy. So it's been a while. I mean, I remember I was in high school. That was, but that, it's been a while. So it's uh, it's obviously a really good move for Illinois and I mean this guy that was going to Kentucky had signed, but he got out of his letter of intent and opened things back up last month and then later I mean it took a month and he's committed to Illinois. Can sign starting Wednesday. That's the opening of the the regular signing period. So, I mean that's gonna give Illinois a top ten class in the country with Jaden Epps, Ty Rogers, Sincere Harris. I mean, and Scott Clark, that's four guys essentially in the top one hundred. Best class at Illinois in a long time.
0: How is that possible? That they were able to get Sky Clark that quick? Well, was there I mean, a previous
1: relationship
0: was it I'm somebody take on you, staff?
1: I'm going to take you back to 2017, five years ago, when Sky Clark committed to DePaul with Amari Bailey. Um, huge! I mean, they were both in the eighth grade, but seen. I mean, both seen as like legitimate high major prospects, even even then, Dave Laitau had it going. Um, of course, Paul fired Dave Laytow. Uh Mari Bailey decommitted, committed to UCLA, decommitted again, recommitted to UCLA. Sky Clark decommitted as well. But it was the assistant coach on that team that was responsible for getting commitments from Mari Bailey and Sky Clark as eighth graders. And that was Tim Anderson. And uh, same Tim Anderson that's Current Illinois assistant. So it was that relationship really that got Illinois in the door when Sky Clark reopened things last month. But, you know, both Tim and Brad Underwood got an in home visit, you know, a couple weeks ago. Maybe the only one that I'm aware of. And that helped because Underwood sold himself a little bit as well. Just. Sky Clark figured out who Brad Underwood was because, I mean, obviously you knew Tim Anderson for a long time. And then Adam Fletcher was really kind of the, you know, a final piece to the puzzle. And it makes sense if you know the situation. Sky Clark tore his ACL last July, a partial tear of that, and the meniscus in his left knee. And was back on the court in January, which was a pretty quick comeback. Uh, wasn't 100% because you just, after an ACL, you aren't. Even if you're you know, physically ready to go, you're still not 100% back. He um, was getting closer to that, then broke his hand, which put him out at the end of the year for Montverde Academy. But EAO Sky mentioned when he announced his commitment that he feels like Fletch is a guy that can get his full strength back in his knee, maybe put him back to the type of player that at one time was like a top 10 prospect in his class. So... A lot of factors, but Tim Anderson was kind of the first one.
0: Worked out all right, didn't it, that whole coaching makeover?
1: Yeah, I mean, there was obviously a lot of questions a year ago at this time because all the assistant coaches left. But, you know, Brad Underwood said in the moments like, well, I put together one staff that led to a successful rebuild, so I can do it again, and it seems like he's done it again.
0: All right, Brad Underwood. Going to be joined by Lon Kruger, Bill Self on Tuesday night in Gordyville, the one of Ed Bond's favorite arenas in the Big Ten, Gordyville, USA. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: different kind of arena, right? Rodeo and stuff, yeah. flea
0: markets. If you haven't been to Gifford, Illinois, you're missing out. Check Ones. out the new downtown that they uh, nice park they put together after that tornado in 2013. Yep. There's your chance.
1: Yeah, got I mean, Gordonville's not in like Gifford. Just well, Just a
0: yeah. Like a, what they like to say a stone's throw from downtown Gifford.
1: Yeah, but I mean Bill Self coming back, uh, one like when's the last time he was back in the Recruiting,
0: yeah. Uh, Jalen Green, I think. <laughs> at Centennial oh, High that's School. Is yeah. the last time I might have seen Bill Self.
1: Well nobody got Jalen Green because right. went to the G League. Um but yeah, he just won a national championship, good like a week ago.
0: Good for it's a fundraiser, American Cancer Society. Uh, that's great. Uh, that that's kind of the pull that um, Coach Underwood has. He was the one who, you know, he's got a he, he plays a heavy role in the uh, Cancer Society's fight. Said, hey, let me see who I can get back. So who did, he didn't shoot low? No, he, uh, didn't, he didn't go all Milliken on us. <laughs> no offense to Milliken. <laughs> He went Kansas. He went NCAA champion.
1: Um, yeah. Well, he had Bill Self locked up before the the Jayhawks won the title, but it just hindsight looks great. Uh, although Bill Self and Kruger have a lot to live up to because the last t- last time they had this event was uh, 2019, mm-hmm. and you know the the coaches that came in support uh, of it, uh, Frank Martin, who obviously Brad Underwood worked with a lot, and they're very good friends, and then Tim Miles. Who was, uh, believe at that point, recently uh, unemployed? He's now the coach of San Jose State, but he'd been fired by Nebraska, and he had a blast in Gordyville. Like he was behind the bar at some point, uh, serving beer. Uh, I think he took over part of the auction as well as maybe an unexpected guest auctioneer. Uh, So, you know, Self and Kruger. I mean. It's a, it's a high bar to clear for you know the, the guests of this event.
0: I got bad news, though, and this devastated Ed Bond when I told him, when I told our producer of this podcast, that there is no mechanical bull this year. All right. I know, Scott, Rich, was disappointed. You had said the bull is mine earlier. But, I mean, I was uh, going to
1: obviously take a turn.
0: You have to wear a country outfit. You got your plaid ready, Richie? And I know you have plaid. You know I, I don't. <laughs> oh, you big liar! I,
1: I, I've sort of phased out the plaid and the flannel. <laughs> well,
0: get it on. You better <laughs> go to Goodwill then tonight.
1: Uh, it's it's nearby. I could do that. All right. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, country aesthetics really not my aesthetic.
0: There's a lot of disappointed listeners right now. I'm sure turning on them you are. <laughs>
1: You're turning on your past. <laughs> uh no, I just it's hard to find cowboy boots that fit. Like they don't make a lot of size 14s. Um if they do they're really expensive. So, I'll be the I'll be the cowboy wearing the Air Force 1s. All, right.
0: All right, Scott, there's plenty else going on this being April. Uh give me your other top headlines uh, to keep an eye on.
1: Well, I mean, it's that time of year, like you mentioned. So Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, all of their AAU seasons are underway. Started this past weekend. Uh, The OIBL, it's Nikes, they were in Orlando. Under Armour was in uh, Westfield, Indiana, north of Indianapolis. Uh, I think Adidas was there as well in Indy. So that's all happening. Some new offers, though, in the last week. I mean, that, that's also the time of year for that because coaches are getting out and seeing these players play, and that's, you know, a first on quite a while. Um, most notable, I suppose, came earlier last week, uh, Cameron Christie, younger brother of Max Christie, uh, got an offer and then went out and had a pretty good weekend uh, with the Illinois Wolves, but... Uh, Six six guard, you know, kind of stepped into his brother's vacated role as the the top guy at Rolling Meadows. Averaged twenty one points, four rebounds, three assists this past season. So not quite max numbers, but you know, pretty good. About half the Big Ten now is involved in his recruitment. Don't know that it will be interesting to see how that transpires with, with Illinois because you know, obviously they offered Max, but it never really gained much traction. And then you know, obviously he wound up at Michigan State. So just something to watch, I suppose, but it's an in-state kid who's I think, poised, I think, to rise up the recruiting rankings, it seems. So we'll kind of see what happens there, but uh, looking out a little further, these were all offers that came after this first weekend, really, of the AU season, the biggest weekend, at least. Um, Jay Nash, he's a Class of 2024 point guard from Memphis. Um has some early offers from Alabama, Memphis, Old Miss, Texas A&M as well. Um, Jonathan Powell is a class of 2024, probably shooting guard, 6-4, um from Dayton. Just almost the second offer. Dayton was the first, but he put up I think like 42 points in a game this weekend, so sort of opened some eyes mm-hmm. there. And then BJ Davis, class of 2025, uh guard, 6-5. From you know, the Dallas area. Plays on a really good team at Lake Highlands. They won 32 games and, like, maybe one of the best young backcourts in Dallas you know, between him and then Trey Johnson, who's a five star prospect in the 2024 class. So, those are four new names to follow, and there'll be more. I mean, I think, you know, the transfer portals maybe change things a little bit, but just in terms of, like, how many maybe high school players that Illinois you know, will target, but you know, Brad Underwood has repeatedly said like he wants still wants to build with high school recruits, so you know the the cast a wide net approach will probably still have some legs.
0: All right, uh, the current crop is still on campus working out. I saw Luke Goody went to Springfield to celebrate with politicians last week.
1: Yeah, there's a, yeah, was nice a proclamation from
0: I thought you normally did that for NCAA champions. Hey, whatever. Well, I mean, right.
1: it's first Big Ten title in seventeen years, so. All right, and that was Ed
0: Bond a uh, nod of approval.
1: Well, and it was Carol Ammons, I think, who. Why don't we do it, it, it last so.
0: year when they won the Big Ten tournament title? What's the d-
1: Well, nobody was going to Springfield. Well, because of COVID. Lit, do
0: it Zoom. What's it, the difference?
1: Well, the difference now is that is uh, it a, is Carol it an election season. JB Pritzker and huh. Uh,
0: weird how that works.
1: Cam Buckner, former line <laughs> football player. They can all get their photo taken with a big time right. champion coach. It's amazing them. that <laughs> college
0: teams can still turn politicians into little fanboys and girls. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's weird.
1: Know, they can, you know, put the picture Fred, of no. Yeah, it's weird. They can put the picture of them and Brad Underwood <laughs> up in their office and be like it's my guy. That's, that's Brad. Got, that's got to.
0: <laughs> we know who holds the power in this state. It's the the basketball guy league. in the Bill felt or the uh, oven building.
1: Yeah. Although, how's that coming along, by the way, oven? I think the men's seems about ready to get kicked out. Okay. So, I think a lot of work will be done over the you know, summer, and I'm not sure exactly when it's going to be finished or ready, but I think they, they were targeting. End of this year, I believe. Maybe can't wait to see that. Yeah, I mean it's total, you know, renovation, and then they essentially doubled the size of it as well. So
0: maybe they'll move over to Huff. I saw pictures of them wrestling. All right, right? Some of the players. Yeah, we can't play basketball in Huff anymore. Get on the well, they're, they're wrestling. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't the wrestling team still practice? Did I not see pictures of them taking the mat?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you can wrestle them You can I wrestle know. anywhere you can yeah, put them at. The basketball like,
0: players uh, learning their wrestling moves, apparently, look like to that me. That
1: seems dangerous. Okay. I'm just trying. Because on the football front, Julian Pearl, as Brett Bielma said, caught a little bit of the March Madness and dove for a loose ball and uh, broke his thumb. So I think cross-sport training maybe uh okay. let's limit that just Julian
0: Pearl, standout Danville Viking on the basketball court, along with Caleb Griffin. Had yeah. quite a team back then.
1: Kendall Moore. So Made a run. Team.
0: Got to the maybe the super sectional round, if I'm remembering right.
1: Yeah. But uh,
0: Congratulations, Vikings.
1: Two Danville guys that are, should play big roles for Illinois football this year.
0: All right. Uh, I need your first power poll, Scott Ritchie, for the 2022-23 season for your top three Illini. Currently on the roster. Don't so currently, say, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be.
1: The caveat of
0: nope. Maybe they don't come back. Yep. Just who's your top? All I'm at, all I'm asking is for your current top three.
1: Kofi Coburn. Okay, at one or three. One. Okay. I I, I do. I start at one. Uh, R.J. Melendez at two. And then I think at number three, Coleman Hawkins. With the freshman guards, incoming freshman guards obviously having a chance to, to work their way in, but haven't seen them play in an Illinois jersey of any kind. So there's uh there's a lot of promise there, but you know the power pole's not built on promise. It's mm-hmm. built on results.
0: Can't wait, what's your next big story you're working on? Scotty to follow up on Sunday's whiz banger.
1: Well, I mean I'll be out in Gordyville. Okay. For a couple, but... Um,
0: What's the news coming out of there? Any, uh...
1: Well, let's see what Brad Underwood has to say. It's the first time he's been okay. available since they lost to Houston, so... Okay. But uh, one, and this is going to... You're going to be thrilled about this. One story I'm working on this offseason, or, or will be. I don't really have a timetable for it yet, but sort of the, the rise of analytics and guys oh. like Ken Pomeroy... And, like, just how they became sort of, like, we've got college coaches everywhere, like, dropping, like, Ken Palm numbers. Like, that's how mm-hmm. they discussed the game. So, it's kind of how that happened, you know, between him, I mean, you know, Bart Torvik, there's, it's a, a growing industry. So, I, you're going to, you're going to love it.
0: I just renewed my subscription <laughs> during that little preview.
1: <laughs>
0: I can't wait, actually.
1: It's, I, I mean, it's sort of interesting. Cause yeah, like like, how the coaches discuss things. Like, you know, Underwood will mention his team's, like, offensive and defensive efficiency, like, all the time, and especially when it's high. I mean, that's, well, I guess he didn't until maybe the last few years, but as soon as they kind of got into, like, top 20, he was like, you're, he was starting to, to use that quite a bit.
0: Sad news to report, uh, Jim Turpin, the longtime voice of the Illini, 42 years, uh, passed away Sunday. He was 90. Uh, had a chance to go out on a high note, though, as he was introduced at the, uh, I think, the Ohio State-Illinois game in late February. Yeah, I remember that. Video board wishing him a happy 90th birthday. Scott Ritchie tells me he was uh, didn't grow up really listening to uh, Jim Turpin. You're more of a Brian Barnhart era. But uh, the reaction since Jim's death shows you what power that position holds over the state.
1: Yeah, because I mean, I saw lots of people on Twitter it was like, he was. I mean, as the title goes, the voice of the Lion I for yeah. like a couple generations of people that grew up listening to him
0: call games. And more so, the TV options weren't as readily available back then either. And so, if you were the voice of the Lion I, you were the yeah. voice for many, many people. But uh, good stuff. We'll be looking back at his his uh, proud career in the coming days. What else, Scott Ritchie?
1: I mean that's I think we've hit all the topics. I mean, the big news tonight will be Brandon Murray's decision and if it's Illinois then they're probably done on the guard front. I don't want to say that they are cuz I suppose you never know, but uh could be the last piece. And from a scholarship count perspective would have to be the last piece unless something else does happen cuz that would get them to 13.
0: All right, Scott, thank you again uh, for all dropping all that knowledge. Can't wait to hear what you have next Monday. We'll be back then.